Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Mac and Bone Show, baby! They're the best. Oh. I love those guys. This is my friend, Matt! Finally, my name is worth something in this town. This is my friend, T-Bone. I got so I know fired you're tr- up, I put myself in the eye while you were talking. You're listening to the Mac and Bo Show on Mac and Bo Radio. Good morning, Charlotte. Welcome aboard. It is Mac and Bone Show Radio Time, kiddies. We got to do a Friday show and head off to a sports weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to do just that, but we got four hours for you as we lock in on all that's going on with the world of sports. The new look Hornets go to 4-0 and last night. Winning Utah, first time they won in Utah in 18 dang years. No one else could do it until you bring in Grant Williams, Steph Curry, my man Misich, Trey Mann, and the new look Charlotte Hornets. It's fun. The fun police will probably be working today. They'll probably be uh, patrolling. Um, But the fun police can kiss my booty because I don't give a damn if it's four games. I don't care if it's four minutes. Four minutes of fun. Sounds like my honeymoon. I'll take it, man. I'll take it in the city of Charlotte in sports. I will take fun. And by the way, there's also a long-term outlook of this as well. This wasn't even supposed to be a short-term trade. It it benefits us long-term, short-term, so enjoy yourselves, everybody. We'll talk about that. Um, uh, We'll talk about your Carolina Panthers and the pursuit of a wide receiver. We will spin the wheel of wideouts, ladies and gentlemen. That will happen Uh, uh, uh. later today on the show. Wide studio audience for that for our game show? Yes, got to do it. Got to do it. We may even. Oh, oh, was I supposed yeah, to participate so in that? Yeah, we did. My play. bad. Yeah, my okay, bad. That's all right. I'm Great cram- execution off the start here, fellas. <laughs> I'm cram- We're not exactly like the new look Hornets. We got the chemistry <laughs> of the old look Hornets. Flounder, right now. Flounder should be our um, Rod Roddy back there. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, Charlotte FC. I'm very pumped up to start another season for Charlotte FC. We got Jessica Charman joining us. We're going to spend a little time talking about this season and how many of our fellow FNZ family members are excited about the start of year three. Anybody more excited now that we're in year three than you were at the beginning? Do we have any converts? We will have that conversation on the show today. So we got a lot of things happening to Bone Man's here, the Flound Dog in the house as we get ready to go out on a high note, Boney, a very high note. The Charlotte Comfort Systems temperature right now, 53 degrees. Choose local. Choose Charlotte Comfort at charlottecomfortsystems.com. Send in your... WFNZ FanDuel text 704-570-9610. We will read uh, some of them, I guess. Right? Not all of them. Can't read all the text. We get a lot of text. Can't read every Can't text. promise you that. No. But the ones deserving of being read, the ones that will create a controversy, those ones will be read. We the can- ones that have Bone turning his hat around backwards in anger it. during the break. I have not done it yet today. Um <laughs> We don't read them all like Pac-Man used to read every email back in the day. No, no Pac- right. that was Pac-Man. Answer them all. Answer that was them all. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was his thing, man. Um, uh, God bless. God bless the man. All right, let's get into the Hornets last night. 
Um, some of y'all, if you're up this early, maybe not everybody stayed up and watched the game in Utah last night. But the Charlotte Hornets win again, 115 to 107. Um, I, I, I am just blown away by the way this has happened. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just blown away how you can make trades, acquire a bench and role players, completely change the environment over there, completely change the attitude, the chemistry. Um, you're not even really trying to do anything for the here and now. You're trying to acquire assets for the future, which we did. And you just completely changed the team around that probably had, you know, negative morale, like that not only zero morale, negative morale over there. This is just amazing to me. And um, last night's game bone was one where they showed you again, they play better defense. Like I, I never would have, when you, we went down the list of guys acquired. The one thing I noticed was shooters. We acquired shooters. I, I I can't believe how much better the defense has gotten, which really makes you wonder what the hell was going on with the old look corners. But I don't want to focus too much on that, though. Yeah, they've allowed in their four games defensively 106, 102, 99, 107. It's like a team. When the Hornets prior to this trade, it was at times like watching a team that didn't play the same sport as the opponent. It was They were going to lose, Mac. It was just a matter of is it going to be – one of these games where they're down by 35 or are they just going to have one bad quarter, you know, and lose by 20. It just, there was a theme there where they were going to lose. It was just a matter in which manner they're going to lose uh, 115, 107 last night. Here's the main theme of the last four games in this win streak. Memphis, they shot 52% from three, 30 assists, 42 bench points. Pacers, 27 assists, 40 bench points. Atlanta, 41% from three, 27 assists, 40 bench points. Last night, 48% from three, 28 assists, 47 bench points. Those areas are numbers on the pregame show I often would talk about a lot. The three-point percentages, the, the lack of assisted field goals, the lack of the bench. Look how consistent they are moving the basketball right now. And that bench, man, they before, whenever they would go to that second unit, I'm not trying to rip the young guys. Whenever they would go to that second unit, they, they would just – the game would get fall completely away from them. You were terrified. Now, like you said to me before the show, they they actually extend leads with this bench. No, they, they, they actually gain leads or extend them. Both halves, I found myself – and I don't remember the exact scores when they went to the bench or whatever, but I found myself, okay, it's time for Grant. It's time for Seth. It's time for Misich. Like, like – and I, I – there, you know, I was dreading. I would cover my eyes when the bench came in earlier. And yeah. some of them are young, and some some of them are young and will have futures. Some of the guys on the bench, quite frankly, Bone will not play in this league for very long. Nice. That, the, the previous bench. I just go. Let's just be honest about it. Um, no, you know, no, you're right. Uh, but this group, these are pros, man. These are guys that deserve careers in, in, in the NBA. And some of those guys that and, might not be professionals. For, some of those guys that might not be here for long. We're starting a lot of games as well. Yeah, it's just, it's just. This is so much better. And both halves, when I was hoping the bench would come in, they, Cliff went to the bench and the bench delivered, like you say. Um, the de the reason I brought up the defense bone is they gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> They Amazing. defended in the fourth quarter. Amazing. Now, they got some help. Utah was missing some open shots from three. There's no doubt about it. They hit nine of 39 the whole night. But this team is this team's playing modern basketball, too. Move the ball, space the floor. Again, I can't say enough about Grant Williams at the five. Grant Williams plays the five and holds his own against Walker Kessler's big old ass in the post. 
He stopped really Walker did. Kessler and Markkinen in the post. They both missed shots over him last night. He is physical. He's relentless. He doesn't give a damn if he's given up eight inches, you know what I mean, to a guy that's posted him up. And then at the other end of the floor is where we just, I mean, I would love to know the, the offensive efficiency numbers for the small ball lineup with Grant Williams at small ball five. Because we spread the floor and go five out, and Grant Williams last night hit six threes because all these big galoots can't get out to him. Right. It, it's just, uh, it, that's modern basketball. I, I just, this is amazing. And I'm telling you, man, Mitch Kupchak did work at the trade deadline. It's kind of sad, Bone, that he had to probably be pushed in that direction to do it because he would have had probably had a very Michael trade deadline. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's amazing, though, the players he acquired and how it's immediate impact and how it looks great in the future. There's a guy um, named Tony Jones that covers the Jazz that I follow on Twitter. I got to be honest, I don't really know why I follow him on Twitter, Bone. But for, I, for the two times a year, you might need uh, them. Maybe that's what it is. But I follow him on Twitter. Last night, I was so pumped about the Hornets at like 1130. I wanted to actually see fans tweeting out happy stuff. So I'm like refreshing and stuff like that. And Tony Jones, um, I'll paraphrase the tweet because I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was like, Tony Jones says, the Hornets went out there and got some grown adults at the trade deadline. They're, they're now a mature team. He says they play the game the right way. And he says, on top of that, they've acquired assets for the future. He said, well done, Hornets. When the hell do you get a well done and a tweet like that from an opposing beat writer no. when you're the Charlotte Hornets? Matter of fact, <laughs> I just follow Tony Jones right now. And I'm going to forget who get he in is. There on him, I'm going to forget who he is, Mac, by about Monday. Who I was is, confused who's last this night. Utah? You ever had that happen? <laughs> last I guy, night I was confused. I had a guy for the Kings I followed. And I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> that during the pregame show, sometimes I follow these guys and I forget who they are. Um Man, we had conversations about Grant Williams in the summer. Remember, he was a free agent, and we are yeah, trying to figure yeah. out PJ or Grant Williams. And I, I was talking about Grant Williams, and it's not just about numbers. There's an intangible yeah. presence that he has. It's the it's the toughness. It's the getting his teammates back. Man, did you see last night when he got mad at the referees early on and he immediately was trying to tell them to signal for a challenge? I don't know what he said, but did you see Melo laughing on the bench at him? Whatever he was talking about, there's a – there's something there where guys, yeah, you say? Oh, no, I didn't say. I was just thinking, like, now LaMelo's free to laugh on the bench. Oh, yeah. Now, now that we're winning, LaMelo. Yeah. Laugh away, LaMelo. And laugh he, away. You mentioned Kupchak, and, and I was talking about this last night, and I'm sure we'll we'll mention this the second half of the year. If they continue to play basketball at the level they are, what, what exactly does this mean for Steve Clifford? I know we got to get a GM in here, but if this team plays this well under Clifford and – I guess they're just more well-constructed now for what Clifford wants to do. Stint two, he had to take over a team that wasn't built in his mold. He could never get them to really uh, play the way he wanted. But this team, Mac, plays well, and they're this good defensively. They're this much more efficient. And there's going to be talks about Clifford, I guess, the second half of the year of what do we do with Cliff going forward? Yeah, if he keeps this up, he's going to make a discussion happen, right? Yes. He's going to make – he will make a conversation happen at the very least. I think there's still a chance that uh, our guy Schlotk and the owners um, want their own guy or want the guy that they bring in to run the show yeah. to get their yeah. own guy. But, you know, if he keeps winning, he can create a conversation. And it is good for Steve Clifford to show, hey, by the way, I can coach basketball. When I have a crew that wants to share it, wants to play together, um, isn't thinking of themselves, isn't loafing on defense. Like, I got to be honest. I think this is also as awesome as this is, Bone, for the guys that showed up. And it shows what they're about. They came in and infused the locker room with this sort of chemistry and energy. 
I think it's an indictment of some of the fellas that were here previously, too. hundred uh, percent. It really is. And it, it might be. An, it, 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 again, I think it shows. I think some of the guys are still here. But I think they have changed the way they play and the attitude because of these guys that were brought in. I'm know? not saying things are going well, Matt, but I've, I'm casting the Hornets movie already on uh, social media this morning. Disney Plus, baby. I've Disney got, Plus. I've got your guy, Dean Norris, playing the role of Steve Clifford when the movie comes out. <laughs> it's going it's, it's going, it's going to be on. That's a perfect casting. It really is. It's going to be on Disney Plus from poo-poo to the play-in. It's going to be the story of the new look Hornets going all the way from being dog do to going like 28 and three to make the play in baby. Still 10, still 10 games out of the play. What, what if I told you one team was deemed poo poo <laughs> and then they became a team that was playing still. Oh, from a poo poo platter to a play in platter, baby. Um, granted, we can only probably lose three games. The I, rest do, of the I do. I do. I work do, with me. I do love me a poo poo platter, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey now! Oh, All right, that the, the uh, your Chinese establishment. Uh, by the way, that is a tremendous dish. Canes won last night as well, one nil. Although I don't think I'm supposed to no, say, I don't no. think I'm supposed to say nil with hockey. Um, uh, one nut save by Pagnata. It was one nut and Piotr with uh, 44 saves. Aho with the game-winning goal in the third period, and uh, that's all I know about the game. Aho also well, missed an easy that's chance. That's pretty much all no, you well, got. Aho missed an easy chance early in the game too. I will point not that just out. Third, I stole that from Adam Gold's tweets. Not just the third period. Uh, the goal came with 19 seconds to go. 19 in the game. seconds. Yes. How about that? There's yes. a detail for you. All yes. right. This segment is brought to you by Progressive. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. Matt, we come back. We're going to hear for some, uh, from some guys talking to us yesterday, correct? Joe Person and J.J. Jansen. Hear what they had to say yesterday. You're also going to hear some Burns and Frankie Luvu love as well. It's the Mac and Bone Show on uh, Sports Radio 92.7. Yep, there it goes. WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Radio 92.7 WFNZ Mac and Bone with you here cruising through a Friday on the Mac and Bone show. I guess we're not cruising through. We just we have just begun our cruise. We are not cruising through yet. Uh, you can still be cruising though. You started the car up and drove away. But so we're not, now we're we, cruising. Yeah, okay. We're not cruising through yet, but we will be. We will be. We are start started the Friday sports cruise. We're going to talk about people pushing for Nick Saban to be the college football commissioner. All it took, by the way, was one interview with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com, and America now is, like, trying to 
to yeah. uh, get uh, Nick Saban running the sport of college football. I said it yesterday, and I have an idea for the college basketball one as well. I think they, they could have multiple guys running this. Sport. Right. Oh, so gee, I wonder who that could be. You are on Team Saban for college football commission. Yes. You are on this. Okay. it's Because there's an army out there. There is no doubt about it. So we'll get so into quit asking. We'll get into that coming I'm up. I'm not going to. So quit asking. At 645. No doubt about it. All right. So we are on day three of the franchi franchise taggable uh, period. And there hasn't been any moves around the whole league. And, and they have until May 5th or March 5th, not May 5th, March 5th, to uh, put the tag on Brian Burns. Um, yesterday, we had uh, a couple of gents on the show. And I want you guys to hear their comments on the Brian Burns situation. One of them was Joe Person who is the one who really poured gasoline. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? Like he did a great yeah, job reporting. Yeah. But that report of the terms that he says the Panthers offered Brian Burns five years, $27 million, while admitting he didn't know signing bonus, he didn't hear, you know, guaranteed money or all that stuff. But that kind of really got this thing and took it to another level among our fan base the other day. Um, Joe Person was with us yesterday from The Athletic. And he, you know, we asked him kind of how he sees this thing playing out. Do I think a deal is going to get done before March 5th? No, I'd be shocked. I don't even know how much they're really spending on that right now, how much time. So I think they go ahead and put the, the, tag, the non-exclusive tag on them. And then they decide at some point, you know, are we going to start negotiating with them again? And where does Burns uh, his deal and his long-term extension, uh, where does that stack up in, in, with Derek Brown and Frankie Louvre? The last time the Panthers used a tag was 2021 on Taylor Moten, and that's exactly what happened. That you know that summer they brought they started talking again, and and they reached a deal you know where he didn't have to play on the tag. So you know I think that would be good if if, if Dan Morgan and Dave Canales and Brant Tillis believe that that Brian Burns is an integral part of this, this team. That's what they want to get done. I mean, you don't want to have to keep, you know, tagging them year after year, Yeah. but, uh, but certainly that's a possibility for this year. Yeah. And tagging year after year is going to continue Mac, a lot of what we're seeing at some point, they just need to move on. Not, I don't mean move on from Brian Burns, but attempt the best they can to move on from the situation. And, you know, get this team headed in the right direction. I know they're trying to, but it feels like this Burns thing has been hanging over them for a long time. I'd heard during the season that from a source um, close to the situation that, you know, Tepper was not happy with, with not only the the team play and the, the selections and all that fitter was responsible for draft-wise, but the fact that the Burns thing was not completed, that it was still going on into the season, that it was going to be a thing that has to happen this offseason. So I'm not saying it's a main reason why Scott Fitterer's not here, but I had heard that this was a big deal to temper, that this was still an ongoing situation into this season. You can use the tag for two straight years, and then that's it. So that, so they, they have that to fall back on. The problem with the tag, one is you run the risk of upsetting Brian Burns, you know, um, because players want that big guaranteed money up front. Um, they don't want, you know, the risk of injury, right? He gets injured on the tag, and does that lower his value? What does he get after that? So that's big part of the concern. Um, but, uh, and another part of the concern is the salary cap ramifications. Like, the tag is apparently $22.7 this year. It would then go up okay. 
for him the next year. So, and that's a big lump sum hit on the cap. Whereas you do a long-term deal, you can get that cap hit way lower than that, you know, and you can spread the bonus out. You can make the cap hits bigger as the contract goes on and we have more salary cap room. So those are the negatives from the pan from the, for the player standpoint, from the Panther standpoint, if you end up just saying, let's just go uh, with the tag. They put the franchise tag on me here one year back in the, about a decade ago or so. You were furious. And you that, and your agent, you and your camp were yeah, furious. And what that means in radio was I got a free Quiznos gift card to, to re up for another year. <laughs> Uh, what would it mean if they didn't tag you? No Quiznos gift card, I guess. Yeah, no yeah. Quiznos. Okay. I'd come back to work, but no gift card. Uh, you, I had you, nowhere to go. You were furious because you're like, why did you give me a gift card to the worst sub chain in the history of America? I remember Whoa! One- <laughs> what? No, stop Oh, it. that's terrible. Oh, but that's why you didn't get one. Uh, you know? Real, although, although real the, talk, though. The, result, the results are like, in. They did not succeed very well as a business. Like as that, a matter like, of fact, I, I liked Quiznos. Really? Did you? Yeah, I thought it was solid. They used to have the one in Monroe in front of the uh, the Walmart there. I, I mean, used to like it. Is there a worse national sub chain uh, look, than I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say. Oh, because you I'm got not, in trouble last time. Yes, but there is one that I am not a huge fan of, but uh, yeah, yeah. Fonder and I are going to okay. go to uh, Fonder and I are going to go to Quiznos today. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Flounder, <laughs> though, I, the problem here, Flounder, I yeah. don't know. I oh. see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left. Okay, uh, they're all in the Denver, Colorado region. Okay. Oh, whoa, I makes I a lot I of sense. The place where you got to be high and your taste buds don't even work anymore. That's the place where Quiznos can still function. God, you are <laughs> such a hater. I still have oh. that franchise tag gift card. I um, I will say this: Quiznos was below us over there on South Boulevard That's for a while, yeah. and I ate, I did eat about twenty two uh um a prime rib uh subs. <laughs> so I did find as much as I'm whining, Fat Mac did find one item on the menu that he did and enjoy. I, uh, uh, we'll get back to uh, Brian Burns and Panther Talk here momentarily. The Mac and Bone Show, Sports Radio, 92.7. Don't want it out, Mac, a, a friend and a coworker. But Tony the Hitman back then when the Quiznos was below us basically made Quiznos his office area. <laughs> he'd walk in, he'd say, hey, welcome to, you know, welcome to Quiznos. He'd be like, yeah, you work up here. Why don't you go back to work upstairs? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he was on board. He was on board more than yeah, me. The employees would see him coming in and just be like, are you kidding me? Am I... You know why I'm fat? I just found out why I'm fat. <laughs> I thought, no, just, that's, that's, you I thought, just that's, now found yeah, out? That's why I beg you. That's a rhetorical question. <laughs> I am fat because oh, fuck he is. It's, this is a sub chain I think sucks, and I ate there so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get fat, y'all. You don't even like the food, and you're like, hey, let me go down and get it. It's just 10 feet outside our door. All right, anyway, let's focus. Let's focus here. Firehouse getting love on the text line, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody also is blasting the place Flounder wanted to blast but didn't want to. Uh, the history here is if Flounder blasts a national chain, they end up as an advertiser three hours later and Flounder's in trouble. You know what? I respect all our advertisers on this station. Love all your food. And all those possible future yeah. advertisers as well. Yeah. That's right. All right. Um, let's get back to the Brian Burns saga. And uh, let's let you hear what J.J. Jansen said. Now, first of all, we had J.J. in studio yesterday, our Snapchat's weekly off-season interview. And the first thing he told us is, Bone, that there is no long snapper franchise tag oh. figure. Which I guess makes sense. Why would some, No offense, Jansen, but why would someone franchise tag a long snapper? They're, they're, the money they get is very similar or whatever. But I was curious about that. Um, he seemed to think, Bone, that he would be franchise tagged as a center. 
if the Panthers wanted to franchise tag him. But this was just a hypothetical. I don't want anybody spreading rumors out there that, that JJ's getting tagged and not Burns. Yeah, it's it's, right? it's disrespectful to the Longstaffer. <laughs> they, they, they're they're in there. They're working hard. It's they do work hard, man. It, um, so long snappers are people too. All yes. right, I want everybody to know that. So anyway, once we got serious and started talking to J.J. about the Brian Burns situation, he weighed in on that. A year and a half ago, when the trade was turned down, you knew that a lot of these things were likely to come up. It's just it's a long process negotiating a major deal for a prime player on your team in the prime of his career. So none of this, to me, is a surprise as we've kind of worked back and forth team and player working trying to get to a to a middle ground remember there has to be two sides to it so anything burns turned down wasn't good enough for him and anything that the the team has offered you know they're offering what they're willing to go to so we're we're still trying to find a middle ground what every player is looking for is the long-term deal because with the long-term deal becomes the biggest chunk of of money from a guaranteed standpoint but the value of going year to year for the player is they usually are able to maximize their dollars because year to year you go to free agency every year and with a franchise tag you won't get to go to free agency yet but you're getting paid a ton of money to go to free age before you go to free agency and then in two years i think he'd be 27 he'd be a free agent so there is value in going year to year there's also tremendous value in getting the the one big contract so i th- I think that's what both sides are weighing. Mac, how many players, coaches, front office people, maybe David Tepper, go to J.J. Jansen for him to explain stuff to them on a daily basis, whether it be the rules of the game, how the franchise tag operates? How many meetings does J.J. have on a daily basis, Mac, where he explains stuff to people in the building? <laughs> you, th- you think he's on board? You think he's uh, got an office next to Brand Tillis? Speaking of that, uh, J.J. spent so much time in the building yesterday. I swear I was leaving. I saw J.J. coming out of a staff meeting yesterday. I think J.J. came out of the back room over there in a staff meeting with sales. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, but he, he's talking about what we were talking about there. He seems to think that it's not the end of the world for Brian Burns if he goes two straight years on the tag, makes $48 million, and then is a free agent at the age of 27. Yeah. So, Only 25, which, yeah. Which is interesting. I just, again, it's the injury thing from his standpoint. You want that peace of mind of getting a hundred plus million guarantee, which is what the top edge rushers are getting, right? As opposed to he was worried, and that's the thing. He admitted he was worried about getting injured in a contract year. So what if the next two years are contract years too? Yeah. Is he gonna be able to get that out of his mind this he's, time? And he's already said it you publicly know? that it did weigh on him during the season. So is he gonna be able to get that out of his mind yeah, this time, or is it gonna be similar? So point there. There's a lot of and this, things going on there. Because Burns is only twenty five, sometimes guys get to a point where like Mike Evans is at right now, Mac, where he's getting that last he's getting that last big contract, right? He's thirty. It's the last big money deal for Mike Evans. Brian Burns can get a big money deal here, and he, he's still so young. He may have two big money deals coming up. Yeah, he may and, have the one now that takes him into his thirties. He may have another one coming up. So he's still got. That's the, the perspective. Although I wonder if the two years there factors in on that. Because if yeah. he signs the big deal at 27 after two franchise tags, does he get a big it second deal? It, it changes it all. Or does day, he yeah. need this one? So there's a lot going on in the minds of Brian Burns and the front office. Um, we'll see what happens, man. March 5th, the tag deadline. They also have to work on Luvu. Remember that a report from Jeremy Fowler, whoever it was, that there was thought that Luvu and the Pan- Luvu's camp and the Panthers would talk next week at the Combine. Combine starts next Thursday, but we're going to hear from Dave Canales and Dan Morgan next Tuesday. Yes. They got pressers next Tuesday, so that should give us some good content. On their, on their dog hunt. They're hunting for dogs. That's right. That's right, man. Uh, by the way, Bone, 
back to the whole thing with subs and stuff like this. People are uh, answering why Mac is fat, and I'm not, I don't want to hear these reasons. <laughs> I wonder why. wonder why. Um, let's see here. Uh, one texter is, uh, I forget who said this, um, but one texter said, that, oh, it's Hornets Andy. Hornets Andy says your taste buds uh, seem to work better when you're high. That's why food tastes better when you're high. Everything tastes good. It's kind of like it's like taste bud goggles. That's what weed is, <laughs> right? Everything, everything tastes good when you are, you know. That's why the Quiznos, I'm sure, taste better out there in Denver, where they're where they're located. We no longer work with our guy uh, Billy the Marlin, who was a pretty legendary Mac in his uh, habits. He yes. liked the Boubange. I wonder yeah. how DoorDash affects him in, in Uber Eats. And some of these guys that have the uh, the habit there. He's going to be a gold star customer, man. Because it's got to be Munchy Central in his house, doesn't it? <laughs> God bless Billy tomorrow. Living up in New York, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, God bless yeah. him. All right, Mac and Bone with you. He checks you. in sometimes at like 1 in the morning. And it's like, oh, I wonder why he's awake and alert. <laughs> Mac and Bone with you, Sports Radio. <laughs> 92.7 WFNZ. All right, we mentioned Dave Canales will have a presser. He and Dan Morgan both next Tuesday at the Combine. Um, uh, there was some good Dave Canales, some wholesome family content involving Dave Canales' bone uh, at Panthers.com that y'all can check out. Basically, he and Kristen Balboni of Panthers.com are playing a game of tic-tac-toe. But um, in the middle of the game, like, he's got to answer, you know, various just kind of lighthearted questions. And in there, he used the... Um, Michael Scott line when asked if he has superstitions. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. So I think he's an office guy. It's an all-timer. So score that one for Dave Canales. But he also, well, you'll hear it here. You'll hear the question and answer here about his quarterback's bone that he's worked with. What is one thing you've learned from each of the quarterbacks you've worked with or, or some of the quarterbacks? Um, Russell Wilson, belief. Never stop believing. Geno Smith, finish all your throws. That was his big thing. Finish tall, finish all your throws. He was a stickler about it, and he was really accurate. Baker Mayfield, the crazier the better. <laughs> so, you know, we get down a little point, we get down some points, or it's a close game, he loves it, and he, like, kind of rises to the occasion. So those are some of the things that kind of pop off the top of my head. Thing two, what we talked about with Baker, especially as the year went along, Mac, it, it looked like the best of Baker at times because he was playing free. Baker here, when he was here... You can almost see him at the line or dropping back the pass. You can almost see the wheels turning. When he was thinking too much, he got in trouble. When Baker was playing free, he almost looked like college Baker a little bit, making plays on the move a little bit, improvising plays. And I bring that up because we want to see Bryce Young maybe just react and not think as much, make plays, become Bama Bryce. And I think that maybe can be something Canales gets out of Bryce Young. Can he get him playing free of mind like he did Baker Mayfield? Baker, uh, I think he hit defensive linemen in the hands with balls more than his uh, uh, offensive weapons <laughs> when he was here. It was uncanny. It really was. But that speaks, that's that's why Canales is here. And that's the exciting thing about Canales is we saw it firsthand. We saw Baker here and saw the worst version of Baker with that coaching staff and with our supporting cast. And then we saw him go to a division rival and saw the absolute best version. And this is a guy that, you know, got that out of him. So that's what's exciting. Man. You know what? It really is. We don't we don't know Canales, but we're we're just hearing him. And, and we talked to him once. To me, he's going to be a coach that you're not going to want to let him down. Not because you have a fear of this coach going off on you or, you know, whatever, or coach going wild. But he's one of those guys that because he's he's got that personality that's positive, you're Mac, you're not going to want to let that – you're, you're going to want to play for that guy 
because you're not going to want to let that guy down because he's got belief in you. And that's sort of going to be the mindset of Dave Canales. When you play for him, you're going to not, not because, oh my God, this guy's going to come after me and scream. No, it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be, this guy believes in he's me. He's in my corner. He's in my yeah. corner. I don't want to let this back. guy down. I got his back. Yeah, I like what you're saying there. I really do. Uh, by the way, one thing he said, and I've never, now I'm not a coffee drinker. You are though, right? Well, I can't, I wasn't until I started hosting with you. <laughs> now well, I'm on about, I'm on 11 cups a day. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't drink, believe it or not, I, I'm not under the influence of any caffeine while doing it, this it's show. One of the it it's one of the craziest Mac facts. <laughs> MacFacts.com. I've never heard in my life. But anyway, I don't drink coffee. I don't like it. If I, like in the, on the weekends, I'll go right to soda. Like I'll get up 7:30 in the morning, watch Premier League tomorrow, and I'll have a soda. Oh, that's concerning. Right? Like that's that's my caffeine. That's that's what I want, whether it's morning or afternoon or evening or whatever. But anyway, Dave Canales, coffee drinkers tell me, is this weird? Uh, Dave Canales was listing the, what he gets in his coffee, and he listed butter on this interview with Kristen Balboni. That's have you it. heard of this? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a thing. I've never tried it. That's before. weird it's to got me. A, it's but got I don't a, drink coffee. It's got a name for it. I, it's like it's the uh, I forget what it's called. But yeah. yeah, there's a certain like okay. Yeah, there's a name for it. It's become a thing in the last couple of years. Yeah, I wonder I, what I, what does that do to the call? Like, how does that it, taste? Because Fat Mac's a butter fan. I don't know if you know that. I, I'm guessing it's butter instead of sugar. And it, I'm I team butter. I'm drinking <laughs> butter. I'm drinking a butter toffee flavor right now, but that's the flavor. I've yeah. never actually put. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. Let me let me tell you what I don't need in my system is putting a big old stick of butter in the uh, in the coffee. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that, that piqued my interest, man. That, that butter makes everything better, oh, uh, ex except your except your health. Oh, it's called it's called bulletproof. That's what they call it. Where you put, but I don't know the reason behind it. Right, that's Mac, interesting love, to me. I love movie theater popcorn so much, butter so much, Mac. I wish I could just almost do like a sort of like a a keg stand with the uh, the the butter dispenser at movie theaters. That, <laughs> keg that, stand. Mo that movie theater butter. Uh, you you before were known back in, back in your day, Mac. Didn't you go to the movie sometimes just to get popcorn and go home? Yeah, there's a, some theaters you can do that. Some you can't. Some you have to like get, have a ticket to get into the concession. But we down when I lived in Florida, I was a Florida man at the time. But <laughs> when I lived in Florida, they had a, a movie theater you could go into and get to the concessions without getting a ticket. And sometimes on my way home from work, I would just go get buttered popcorn and eat it on my way back home. <laughs> Oh, oh, now hold on here. Here's some breaking news. Scott from Marvin says butter is considered a healthy fat. Really? I'm going to tell my wife that the next time I want her to melt half a stick of butter on top of my steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is a fun conversation. Panther football and all kind of food talked about. Steak, steak and butter is darn near. Darn, darn near. Darn near uh, you got to have butter on top of it. You got to melt it over the top. It's sensual in nature. It's all sensual. I'm going to say. <laughs> When we come back, we talk about the thought of Nick Saban being the college football commissioner. I've got an idea on one for basketball, and you've got to hear, who is the NFL mad at now? What what sport, what league is the NFL upset with on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ? He's a sorry, fat piece of whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. 
In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, Mac and Bone with you. So during the break, uh, texts continue to just roll in on the concept of butter in your coffee. And, of course, you guys are all over it. Um, I'm a butter drinker, but not a coffee drinker. So that's why I don't. I can't relate to this one. I have been known to take uh, that hot butter that, that I dip, you dip a lobster in and just kind of, let me just swig it here uh, a little when bit. It comes let me do to a shot of butter. Like, like uh, lobster and crab legs, Mac, I, I soak the uh, the seafood in there like they're in a hot tub. Oh, I love that. I love that too, man. It gets rich after a while, right? But God, I love that. Um, but anyway, it's a but uh, like lobster and crab legs and the you know the stuff you associate where you put it in the butter. It those are a um, a gateway just to get to the butter. Like I really just want the butter, right? <laughs> now you've gone a little too far for my liking, but I get it. I get the sentiment. Um, all right, uh, let's let's uh, clean that whole uh, butter coffee thing up. So keto diet, it's a big part of uh, people who do the keto diet, and um, it also, according to Willie P, it also is something that through PhD he learned about. Yeah, Jeff, butter and, Jeff and Willie both commenting on so it. So there you go. There you go. All right, let's get uh, – we got to sports in here a little bit. Got to work a little sports in with our cuisine talk on the Mac and Bone Show on a Friday. So Nick Saban did an interview with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com. And in it, Nick Saban, and he has never been shy to tell the world what he thinks about the state of college football. Um, but I'll say this. At least when he's not coaching – like when he was coaching, it came across as he wanted what's best for him and his football program. Yes. Now, at least when he speaks now, Bone, it's like, okay, he doesn't coach anymore. So yeah, I don't you can't blame him for having an agenda, right, to help his program or anything like that. So I think I think, you know, my cynicism will drop when Nick Saban talks. And he brought up NIL uh when talking to Chris Lowe and how, you know, he, the concept of collectives, he says that's not name image and likeness. And he wants the schools to be able to handle the name, image, and likeness themselves. He wants that put into to the schools, and he talked about that. And um, in that article, Chris Lowe brings up the concept of Nick Saban as a college football commissioner. Nick Saban basically said, "You're, I'm not going to be quiet. Like he's not just going away, Bone. He's going to work on ESPN. He's he will continue to speak up and push." for change in the game of football. And you're actually on that mindset of college football commissioner for Saban. First of all, the sport really could use somebody, right? And maybe if they, maybe if they leave the, if the, if they leave the NCAA eventually in football, the power five, maybe, maybe that's a spot where you put someone like him in charge. There's a lot of powerful legendary coaches, Mac, in the main sports of football and basketball that are no longer in their sport that, that can help out and try to help guide what might be best for the sport. And you're right. I, I think Saban came across as he wanted what's best for Bama. And maybe that was part of the the motive there. But I, I do think now, you know, he's still part of the sport on ESPN. I, I think he's genuine in trying to explain what's going on. That's why I suggested too, that he have some sort of role at some point of a guy that can help guide and 
whether it's commissioner or whatever title it would be. We need people like that in this sport. And I, my suggestion for the one for college basketball, not the one that Flounder thought it was, although that would be an option too. I thought Jay Wright would be a guy as well. Ugh. I thought Jay Wright for basketball and Nick Saban for football. Let the guys like that that have been there, done that. Coach K, I guess, too. If, you know, he's a little bit older. Oh, there it is. But um, let the guys that have been there, done that, that know the sport and maybe got out because of what was going on in the sport. Jay Wright, Mac, will never coach college again. Because of the direction it went in. Saban, who knows what was going on there. It's Coach K and Roy and all these guys. Let the guys that had success and may have left because they didn't like how it worked help you out and maybe how to fix some of these things. I go with another Jay, um, and that's Jay Billis. I, I honestly, true. I think Jay Billis could be the commissioner of college football. Like I, I, that's I, th- fair. I think he could run any college sport. You know, I, I just, he is, and you're going to hear from him here in a second. I just think he's so sharp, and I think he gets it, and uh, he's not full of it like the NCAA. Um, but I think this position would be if they broke away from the NCAA. Then I think you'd need a commissioner. Until then, I don't think that position's going to or, exist, or unfortunately. Some, some sort you of know? councils needed with some of these guys, some some role to help, you know, whatever whatever it is. Just there's a lot of minds out there that know this stuff that can certainly add something without having to be directly tied to a team anymore. So here's uh here's Jay Bills. He's on with Rich Eisen. And he's got his idea on how to handle NIL. Listen to this. The solution is simple. And the NCAA and the member institutions just don't want to do it. The, the, the solution is sign the players to contracts. They're employees. And you can sign them to a contract and put a buyout in it if you want, just like with coaches. I mean, the Boston College coach left to go to the NFL. First of all, he had NFL ties before that. He was in the NFL before he went to Boston College. But, but then you saw somebody leave from the NFL to go to Boston College. So what does that say? Um, it, it, this to me is just, you know, kind of, and I love all these coaches, but it's just more coach complaining. Um, they're making a ton of money. Things have changed adjust to it. And it's not that big of a deal, but if the NCAA wants to fix this, they can fix it tomorrow. All they have to do is take off all restrictions for schools, paying their athletes, and they would sign them to contracts just like they do coaches and administrators and all that. It's really not that difficult. That's there you go. That's Commissioner Billis there, Max, speaking on the Commissioner state of Billis Cup. has solved. You know what? It, man. I, that's not a terrible idea. If he's in charge, maybe Duke can get you a couple of breaks now and then on the basketball. I thought he hates Duke. Oh, yeah, Isn't they that need what him. the Duke fans say now? That is, is that he goes out of his that way is, to, that, that to is, hate on Duke just to prove he's not biased. That is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, and I wouldn't mind that right there. I, that might be too radical for some fans, you know. But I wouldn't mind it if they just cut to the chase. You know, they're basically doing work for a university, right? The money that they're generating, you know, yeah. um, I, I wouldn't mind something like that being done. But uh, fans should honestly be dying for it. Like, let, let's be let's be real honest, because what do, what do you want? You want it to get fixed by them going back to the old way? It's never going to happen. So the solution is, is let the schools pay them, put a salary cap on it, and it's going to limit it. it. It'll be like professional sports, but frankly... Suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. At least then you'd have a you'd have rules in place. You'd have a yes. cap of some sort. The thing is, though, there's a lot of fans that are like, "Oh my God!" Then it's now it's down. It's the pros, and it, it already be, is. They want to separate college and pro, but yeah, if guys have been getting bags for years, you know what I mean? Yeah, out out back of a building at night or something. It's like I don't know. It's like I think what I think what fans want to do is. With college sports, I think some fans, 
they want to kind of fool themselves, trick themselves into they're playing for the for the for the love of the game. They, you know what I mean? They want to do Jedi mind tricks on themselves, mm -hmm. and you can't Jedi mind trick yourself if it's all out there. Like, here's the salary that the quarterbacks making in North Carolina. Here's what the quarterback of states make. We know? have a WFNZ FanDuel text from AC who has a source connected to, or close to Alabama football. Said twenty plus players went in after the season asking Saban for a raise to their NIL. And that might be a reason why it happened when it happened, where Saban said, the hell with I'm this. out of this. <laughs> Quit asking. Because I mean, you got to recruit. <laughs> then you've got to, you know, get your own class in there. Then you've got to try to save your own class. You've got to go try to get stuff from someone else's class. And then when you get your own, when you bring in players from the outside from the portal. Oh, it's a you, headache. Then you got to make sure that your best players are okay with what they have, so they don't go somewhere else. It's a headache. Oh my and then God. you think you got your lineup set, and then after spring football, they have a two-week transfer portal again, and you lose players that you thought were going to start for so you. So you bring in a stud. <laughs> say you bring in a stud running back somewhere else, and you have to go to your stud wide receiver to make sure that he's happy with what he's got because another player on the offense may have got more. Oh my and God! And we wonder why coaches are taking either lesser jobs in college football. We saw multiple group of five coaches like like Sean Elliott become assistants at, at power five schools. And then we've seen people take lesser or equal jobs in the NFL. And, and, and it's got Dennis Dodd wrote an article on CBS Sports about this. By the way, I do want to mention this, though, Bone. These athletes, they don't need much. Now EA Sports is going to pay them $600 and give them a game for their uh, to use their likeness in the new college football game. Mm. Did you see the College Football Players Association? College Football Players Association put out a scathing statement saying that this is ridiculous compensation, basically. That you are only paying $600 so we can use you in the game. And Florio made a great point about it. A lot of players are already, a lot of star players are already signing up. To these guys, it's probably cool just to be in the game. And get the, and you know get the, I mean? and get the game for free. They get the game for but it's like when you think about it. All the money that's going to be made over this game, each player gets six hundred. I don't know. I was expecting a little more than that. A ten-year delay so they could get six hundred dollars <laughs> in the video game. When we come back, JJ Reddick is shocked that fans want more coach ripping than X's and O's talk. So we ask, what content do people want? Sports Radio ninety-two-seven WFNZ.